This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Laugh it up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Here goes the last DJ. Wash my hands of this weirdness. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Wednesday, August 5th. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. I'm joined by my co-host, Tony Sanfilippo. Tony, how you doing today? Oh, I'm doing good, buddy. A little on the tired side, but what's new? But here we are, another day, sporting a Rockies hoodie in the summertime. It's all good, man. There you go. You know, fun fact, Rockies are uh, seven and eight and two right now, number one in the NL West. No kidding. Eight and two. How many games are they playing in the season? 60. Okay. So right now, this is a good thing, you know? keep this train rolling and it'll just be good. So I I know you're all going to say, if you're watching the show, don't you wear giant stuff too? Don't you drink out of giants cups too? Yes. I like both the giants and the Rockets. Yes. He has two NL teams that make no sense, but he likes them. And they're in the same damn division. Go figure. Right. Right. And ironically, the Rockies beat up the giants last night. So. Oh, did they? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I always, you know, I live here now, so it's a uh, root for the home team. So you're just hedging, I love both. You're just hedging your bets at this point. That's right. I love both. You know, Rockies have never had that piece of the pie. So, and you know, you got to you gotta root for them every once in a while. Hey, and in this season, it's a handicap. So, uh, you know, they, they, they've got. <laughs> if anything, if it's ever going to happen, it's now, man. Exactly. Now. Exactly. Well, folks, we wanted to uh, let you know real quick that uh, tomorrow we will be running a best of. Uh, Tony has a doctor's appointment he has to get to. So uh, we will be doing a replay, but we have, we'll have a brand new show on Friday. In the meantime, we do have a brand new show today. Let's kick things off the way I do every day with a question from my co-host, Tony, for those listeners who listen often, we've already established that back in our teenage days, we were dumb boys. We did dumb things. Had you ever done crank calls? And if you had, what were some of the funnier ones that you've done? Oh, yeah. We used to do uh, crank calls were fun. Gosh, they were so fun back in the day. Um, No caller ID. People actually Yeah, there's no caller ID. Now, sometimes there was... uh, the caller ID where they could call you back and then you got scared and didn't answer. Yeah, but that's when um, you hit star 67 before you called out. To do, yeah, because yeah. star 69 could get you back. Yeah. Yep. Um, there was a one. Now, I'm just saying it because it's the name. This is not cussing, but um, 
when we were kids, we went through the uh, phone book and we found a Donald Dick. And obviously, because his name's Donald, <laughs> that's why we called him. So uh, we called this guy. We're like, is Donald Dick there? <laughs> Who's calling? I don't know. Donald Dick, what's up? And then, you know, we did like these stupid voices and we really just called him because of his name. So mm-hmm. he got really cheesed off. So that's one of the more funnier <laughs> ones. But we also used to prank call each other, like the neighborhood kids. We would always call and, uh, you know, like, or no, another fun one would be like, we would call the, the pizza delivery place and put in a pizza order for like Sean across the street or David. And then you'd have pizza sent to their house <laughs> and then, they, then they'd go and we do this as kids, you know, and they'd get pissed. Their parents would get pissed. Cause, uh, you know, yeah, who's going to pay for did, the pizza, right? Yeah. Who's going to pay for the pizza. Oh yeah. Yeah. So a lot of, a lot of fun, uh, crank call wars. Uh, usually they knew it was me cause of the voices and stuff, but, uh, that's where you had to evolve and start doing the pranks and, uh, and I'm like sure that's where delivery stuff. a lot of your impressions sort of spawned from is you had to change and, your voice. And you had to do that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, those are some of the uh, off the cuff ones I could think of. But I bet we're about to go south real fast with this. Not too far south. Now, these two guys are, are much older than you would expect uh, making crank prank phone calls. But, you know, they had some time to kill. So uh, the article says... You've just made history as part of a crew of the first commercially built and operated U.S. spacecraft to ferry NASA astronauts between Earth and the International Space Station. You splash down in the Gulf of Mexico and are waiting for your ride. What do you do? We'll make some prank calls, of course. NASA's Doug Hurley and his crewmate Bob Bankin had a satellite phone at their disposal after splashdown on Sunday. At a press conference later that day, Hurley filled us in on what they did with their spare time as they floated around. He said, five hours ago, we were in a spaceship bobbing around making prank satellite phone calls to whoever we could get a hold of, which was kind of fun, by the way. Hurley suggested the satellite phone bill should go to SpaceX founder Elon Musk, who was sitting nearby. Hurley and Bankin didn't elaborate on the content of their prank calls, but here's hoping they tried to order pizza for delivery to Go Navigator, the SpaceX recovery ship that fished them out of the water. SpaceX Crew Dragon successfully made it through the historic Demo-2 mission part of NASA's commercial crew program. SpaceX and NASA hope to start regular operational missions to the International Space Station later this year. That means there could be more prank calls incoming if this post-splashdown time killer becomes a tradition for Crew Dragon astronauts. After blasting through space, uh, through space, you need to get or you need to do something to unwind. So uh, it, it's nice that uh, even the astronauts have a good sense of humor, and uh, you know they 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 spent their time wisely while they waited. Yeah, that's funny. I uh, actually saw that when I was uh, looking for uh, he- entertainment news uh, headlines last night, and I ended up not reading that, but it came across. I'm like, oh, that sounds fun. Like, imagine the. The uh, the kind of stuff you could do if you're just up in space, if you could somehow get a hold of somebody up there. <laughs> could you imagine if you you wouldn't even know if you're on the other line and you got prank called by from someone in space? That's pretty cool. <laughs> you, you, you hit star 69 and uh, the thing comes back and says that it came from the International Space Station. That would be a trip. No boy, Thanks for calling SpaceX. How did you get this number? All right. <laughs> 
Well, folks, we have a wonderful show lined up for you. It is Wednesday. Let's talk about our show, shall we? Hump Day! Yeah! Yeah! It is Hump Day. As we do every Wednesday, we have Animal Tales, sponsored by Rough Riders. We have a segment called Modern Problems Get Modern Solutions. Our call-in topic are items you wish you still had. We have a segment called Rate My Professor, This Day in History, and of course, Tony's up next with our entertainment news. Folks, don't go anywhere. We will be right back. Want to expand your advertising dollar? Sponsor this or any America Matters program by calling 775-827-8900, extension 2. Now, back to the show. And we are back. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Wednesday, August 5th. Oh, we get... Uh, Sorry. Yeah, you get you get bonus. Like, <laughs> a little uh, bonus audio from Tony there. Yeah, I was uh, fishing for some stuff there, and uh, yeah. Ah, the joys of live radio. In any case, uh, we love the interaction from the audience, whether you guys are uh, commenting on our Facebook page or leaving a message on the Phoenix line. The Phoenix line is a 24-hour day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line, giving you guys, the listeners and the viewers, an opportunity to leave a message on anything whatsoever. Could be something we're talking about, could tell us if we're wrong, could tell us if we're looking or acting goofy. Doesn't matter to us. We just ask that you keep it entertaining. That number is 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973. We will put those together and put them out in a future show. Now, being that it is the second segment of the show, as we do each and every day, Tony is here with the entertainment news. Good morning, everybody. It is Wednesday, August 5th, right? Where it is, is yep. Now? August 5th, 2020. Just want to make sure that's what I have written here, but uh, <laughs> I have no day it actually is. Um, anyways, here is your Filippo Fast Five. Rini Santoni, he played in Dirty Harry, and he was Poppy in Seinfeld, passed away at age 81. I don't know why I say it all happy and smiley, you know. You start out with the death in right. five. <laughs> the On to happy news, the Bella Twins, Nikki and Brie Bella, former WWE wrestlers, now they're like e-entertainment reality stars, gave birth to babies a day apart. Kind of cool. Interesting. Congrats. Tiger King. I know, I should give you a heads up on that one. You could have hit your Carol. Bias. Yeah, you cool cats and kittens. Or that one. Yeah, that works too. They scores six Emmy nominations, while the show Yellowstone with Kevin Costner has none. Uh, Chris Jericho, Nita Strauss, Phil Demel, Johnny Christ, and Nita's longtime boyfriend Josh Violetta have formed a new supergroup called The Wheel Blocks, and the band's first recording is a cover of Iron Maiden's classic Aces High will make its online debut Thursday, August 6th. Just quick uh, recap, I should have said. Jericho is from Fozzie. Nita Strauss is the guitar player for Alice Cooper. Phil Demos, formerly a guitarist for Machine Head, and Johnny Christ is Avenged Sevenfold. So kind of a cool little group band. I don't know. It's all a quarantine thing, so they're playing from a quarantine thing. But uh, right. Aces High debuts Thursday if you're a rocker and you like any of those musicians. 
And then lastly, Sean Penn quietly marries Australian-American actress Leela George. Congratulations. And that was that. Don't now, know who that is. News. Now, quick thing before you get to the news, uh, our good pal Tim Nidell chimed in on our Facebook page. He said he was on an episode of Yellowstone. Yes, he was. He's not only our friend, but he's famous. He's got a great podcast, talks to famous people. He's in TV shows. And he's on our show a lot. Yeah. I like it. I like, I like it. it. Now, I got big <laughs> news that popped up last night. Ooh. Uh, ooh. It's ongoing movie drama. Who doesn't love that, right? Say what? So, hey. So, Milan is going to be released on Disney Plus in September. Interesting. But there's a caveat, my friend. Here we go. So Disney announced on Tuesday that they will forego a domestic theatrical release for their live action retelling of Mulan. And it's going to do a digital debut on Disney Plus September 4th, 2020. Uh, The film will open in cinemas in regions that don't yet have Disney Plus. So America is not going to get Mulan in theaters, but other places will. That's not the little trickery to this story. Okay. Mulan will premiere on Disney Plus on September 4th, but you're going to have to pay for it. And that price is steep. Interesting. $29.99. Wow. That's and more that's, than. Yeah. That's... Oh, oh, check this out. It's not just a one punch, but here's the knockout punch for you, fans. That's just the rental price. Ooh. That's to rent it <laughs> on a streaming service you pay for. Not for purchase and that's not your disney plus fee that's a rental so don't understand that logic well i do but not the price but let me keep reading and maybe okay. we'll make sense of this oh yeah yay so the price point will be 29.99 in the u.s and will it will vary in other countries simultaneously we will be releasing the film theatrical in certain markets uh it's we're looking at Mulan as a one-off as opposed to saying there's some new business windowing model that we're looking at. So this is not a thing. They're just tired of sitting on it and just like, screw it, get it out. This is what it is. Uh, so they've Disney had to report a loss of $2 billion uh, because of the Disney parks taking a hit. Wow. So, um, so they're trying to make their money back any way they can. Uh, since this movie was slated for March 27th uh, and getting postponed to July 24th then August 21st, they figured this was the best way to do it. Um, they're hoping to help Disney stock in a preserved way. My thing is, it doesn't say much more other than that. $29.99 for a rental? I don't... Where's, where's that button? How about no? Yeah, how about no is right. Remix. Like... if you get to own the digital, cool. I can see that. You want to put it on Disney Plus some other way? I I just, I don't know, man. What's your take on this? I see one of two things happening. Either one, they will adjust that a little bit before the actual release so either drop it down to 20 which most people sort of expect nowadays for premium video on demand or they will continue with the twenty nine ninety nine and realize that nobody's buying it and then quickly change it after that. Yeah. 
Well, because like I get it. If you're going to a movie, you could justify if you're seeing it at a premium like evening showing when theaters existed in another world before the damn Thanos snap. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you would pay probably about 15 bucks a pop to go see it or whatever. So it'd be about 30 to do a one off watch. But when you're talking about home and losing all that experience of the theater, it's well, kind of tough. And the fact that you're already paying for the streaming service that you have to pay on top of that. I don't know. Uh, real quick, you mentioned the $2 billion loss. Uh, Michael Yandra chimed in and said, Disney stock somehow is through the roof today. So don't know how that equates, but, you know, it, it's Disney. There, there is no rhyme or reason. Oh, my gosh. But uh, still sticking in the realm of theaters and movies and all that, um, Cinemark has announced they're not game for the AMC Universal Film Window deal. In fact, uh, they have said they believe the exclusive theatrical window is critically important. We have publicly stated we're going to have conversations with our studio partners to evolve with them. We are mindful that an over-aggressive shortened theatrical window could have an adverse impact on the mid-detail end of the film's life. The Cinemark boss said he would negotiate with major studios about shortening the window, but they'll be very careful uh, on it. So basically, in this long article, it's just a lot of interview questions. It's bad for business is what everybody else is feeling, uh, what AMC and Universal have struck out. Um because there's money to still be made, even at the tail end of uh, of a movie's run. Absolutely, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think right now, you know, it's uh, it's kind of tough because with these times, you can't go out and actually enjoy movies. It's it's ridiculous that they still have not figured this thing out. It's not like you can't get it done. Everything else has been opened, and you know, but uh, yeah. It just seems to be a continuing as the nerd world terms kind of thing here. So, <laughs> a little reference uh, to our Proton Pack podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Which uh, Sunday we'll be doing. We'll be doing an episode. So if you follow that show, finally dusting that off. We and, will uh, be back. Get, we'll be back. We got fresh new stories for that. Uh, same crappy music, but fresh new stories. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, it, this one is more for uh, the ladies. Uh, of the show that are fans of this movie. I know your, your uh, fiance is a fan, but uh, Hocus Pocus uh, is going to be coming back in a unique way. Not just, is there a talk of a Disney plus show coming out, but Nestle and Hocus and the, and the franchise Hocus Pocus have teamed up to release cookie dough in time for Halloween. It's going to be oatmeal, peanut butter, cookie dough. And it's got the Sanderson sisters on there. So it's just a tie-in. It's just a Halloween cookie that has purple, yellow, orange, and uh, chocolate chips. So <laughs> realistically, this is just a sweet little story about uh, <laughs> Hocus Pocus cookies made by Nestle. So if you're a fan of the movie and you want to have the yummy cookies, by all means, there you go. Yeah, some sweet treats while you're watching it. Absolutely. And lastly, this could have just been a headline because we're getting close to the birthday, so I'll just keep it short and sweet. But Tony Danza and Alyssa Milano are returning for a Who's the Boss sequel. Angela! Mona ain't around anymore. So (laughs) um, basically the synopsis for it is the sequel series will take 30 years after the events of the original. It's going to be centered around Major League Baseball player 
and retired happy housekeeper Tony Maselli and his relationship with his daughter, Samantha. She is now a single mother living in the house the original series was set in. Sounds like Fuller House. Okay. <laughs> in line with Norman Lear's classic shows, the new comedy will explore generational differences as well as opposing worldviews and parenting styles with the dynamic of modern family in 2020. Both Judith Light, who played Angela, and Danny Pintaro, who played Jonathan, are going to be su- are supportive, but they will not be in the show. Okay. So uh, I don't know about that. It yeah. seems uh, kind of like a rip on Fuller House. They kind of already did that. I don't premise. know. Hollywood's run out of original ideas. They're bringing back. They brought back Fuller House, Punky Brewster, um, Saved by the Bell. Now, who's the boss? Uh, Sequel series are not always the best. No, Sometimes no. they work out well. AKA, I'll say it one last time. Take a shot. Fuller House. But uh, haven't seen too much else other than that. So, But that's your entertainment news today. Now let's get down to the birthday. It's my Oh, yeah, it's birthday time. And these were real last minute dig ups right before the show. That's why you had the volume noise. Uh, Maureen McCormick, who played Marsha, Marsha, Marsha on the Brady Bunch is 64. Patrick Ewing, uh, former Knicks basketball legend, 58. Dream team. Yes. Uh, if you watch the Proton Pack, as I times. James Gunn, he's the director of Guardians of the Galaxy, is 54. You have to watch that podcast to understand what the heck that was. And Lonnie Anderson is 75. And I only threw this person in here based on his namesake. Juan Pablo Galvis, 39. The reason why I picked him is, uh, if you guys know me and my character, Juan Pablo, I actually took that name from this guy because he's the former Bachelor, so... I don't want Pablo. It's your birthday. No big deal. Sex and white teeth every day. That's your birthdays on the Phoenix show. <laughs> Suck it, punk. <laughs> <laughs> well, folks, that does it for the entertainment news. When we come back, we have Animal Tales sponsored by RoughRiders.org. We will see you on the other side. Unable to listen to the whole show? A recording of today's program will be available later today. Visit americamatters.us and click on the podcast link. Now, back to the show. And we are back. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Wednesday, August 5th. Now, we're all over social media. Many of you watching us live on Facebook Live or YouTube Live. We also rebroadcast every evening on the AUN TV network. That's 13 stations across Northern California and Northern Nevada. So if you live in those areas and you can't catch us in the morning, well, you can always catch us in the evenings. Now, if you want to get a hold of us on social media, I'm available at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. That's Christian with a K, Phoenix with an F, radio, of course, with an R. And we post most of our stories on there as well. Or I can be reached down Instagram at Christian Phoenix. Tony's available at Facebook.com forward slash Tony dot Let me spell that for you. It's S-A-N-F-I-L-I-P-P-O dot nine four or on Instagram at Tony dot eighty one. And Ryan, who is taking some time off right now for work. 
is available at facebook.com forward slash ryan.wink or on Instagram at nameswink. Now it is Wednesday, and something we do every Wednesday is a little thing called Animal Tales. Animal Tales is sponsored by roughriders.org. Rough Riders is a local dog rescue nonprofit, 501c3, concentrates on the transport of dogs from the rural kill shelters into the local shelters and uh, obviously no-kill shelters and uh, rescue groups to help find them homes. Now, uh, if you want to learn more or donate, go head over to roughriders.org. That's R-U-F-F, writers.org, or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash saves. Now, with all that being said, let's get into Animal Tales. Dogs and the cats, they take up the middle where the honeybee hums and the cricket fiddles, the donkey prays and the pony neighs, the old great badger sighs. Listen to the bass, it's the one on the bottom where the bullfrog croaks and the hippopotamus moans and groans with the big to-do and the old cow just goes moo. I feel like I should be chewing on some straw and playing a banjo. That song's fun. Yeah, it always gets you all pumped up in the morning, you know? It, it does. <laughs> so, today's Animal Tales, I found a trio of some more unusual ones. Uh, the second one, not so much, but, I mean, this first one definitely takes the cake. Let's go ahead and kick things off. <laughs> now, there's some real monkey business at a British safari park where a roving gang of baboons, armed with knives and even a chainsaw, has been wreaking havoc and sowing fear. The prowling primates are known to have vandalized vehicles ripping off windscreen wipers and mirrors from them at the Nosley Safari Park in Merseyside, uh, which is in the UK. But the baboons have recently been seen carrying an assortment of weapons, including blades, screwdrivers, and a chainsaw, leading some workers to suspect that visitors have supplied them with the dangerous items for a thrill. Uh, quote, we're not sure if they are being given weapons by some of the guests who want to see them attack cars or if they're fishing them out of pickup trucks and vans, one employee told the paper. They will literally go into people's toolboxes and carry them around. One of the baboons was seen lugging around a chainsaw. Park officials pushed back at the report, suggesting that armed apes were an urban myth. They said, we believe many of these stories have grown in exaggeration as they've been retold with embellishment to make the objects that are sometimes found in the enclosure seem more exciting and unbelievable. The monkey enclosure is well known to mechanics in the northwest area of England, where the 550-acre park, which also houses lions, tigers, rhinos, wildebeests, and camels, is located. Quote, people know what's going to happen when they drive inside, one mechanic told the outlet. I've had two customers this year who became victims of these baboons. I have a mate with a garage in St. Helens, and it's exactly the same. The kids start chirping up, saying they want monkeys all over the car, and the next thing you know, you're driving home with no registration plate. Good money for us, mind you, so I'm not complaining. So uh, next time you are in uh, Nosley Safari Park, just know that there's a couple mechanic shops nearby to uh, help fix up your car from those roving bands of uh, baboons armed with knives and, of all things, chainsaws. That's freaky, man. That's just... (laughs) 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 I didn't know what kind of soundbite we were going to get off that bad boy, so... Oh, that one was an eye-opener. Yeah, yeah, no, that's... It's just freaky, man. That's terrifying. But luckily, it's like, in the okay, UK. Don't so. worry. That's uh, that's uh, what was that? What was that? 
monkey from Lion King? Was it the uh, uh, Raf- Rafiki? Not, was it Rafiki? Yeah, Rafiki. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but- I'm picturing. I was like during that story, I was actually picturing Rafiki. Yeah, like get around with the chainsaw. It's terrifying. It's like Rafiki mixed with Leatherface. <laughs> All right, so let's move on to a slightly more lighthearted story. <laughs> so, a cat stuck up a tree is a standard mercy mission for firefighters, but crews in Oxford ended up getting to the rescue of a cow stuck in one. Mark Maroney said he noticed several fire engines turn up in the field in water eaten and decided to investigate. He said it was with its head stuck in the tree, poor thing. I think they are quite curious creatures. Curiosity nearly killed the cow. He said crews appeared to lubricate the cow's neck before pulling it free. Oxfordshire Fire and Rescue Services said officers waited for a vet to arrive before they pulled the animal free with straps. It was trapped for about an hour before it was heaved out of the tree at about midday. The doctor said, you have to take your hat off to the fire service. They are just brilliant. So uh, firefighters do more than fight fires. Apparently, they help uh, get cows' heads out of stuck trees. No, stuck heads out of trees. (laughs) (laughs) Something you not see every day. All right. Then let's finally move on to our last story in Animal Tales. Another, another one to make you worry. Obviously, here in 2020, nothing would surprise us. But now we have the follow-up to Murder Hornets. Yes, zombie cicadas. There's been a resurgence of cicadas infected with a parasitic fungus, Massasopora, which causes them to resort to trickery to entrap other victims. While murder hornets cruelly decapitate bees, fungus-infused cicadas are bee horror movie next level. The fungus has chemicals that include, include compounds similar to those found in hallucinogenic mushrooms. Quote, Massospora manipulates male cicadas into flicking, uh, flicking their wings like females, a mating invitation which tempts unsuspecting male cicadas and infects them, uh, one research team from West Virginia University said in a statement. Once they're infected, the males go rogue, even as the fungus acts like a sort of leprosy. Quote, the fungus causes cicadas to lose their limbs and and a set eccentric behavior sets in. Males try to mate with everything they encounter, although the fungus has consumed their genitals and butts. Despite the horrid physical state of infected cicadas, they continue to roam around freely as if nothing's wrong, dousing other cicadas with a dose of their disease. Massaspora spores replace the cicada's genitals, but an abdomen that then wear away like an eraser on a pencil. Ooh, that's terrifying. In essence, they become flying <laughs> salt shakers of death, said WVU doctoral student Angie Messias. This year is in a horror movie, and they're back. So, uh, yeah, murder hornets step aside. We've got zombie cicadas that uh, essentially are acting like zombies. They're eating their own, parts are falling off, and obviously they're creating more of their kind. Um, boy, good thing it's not good news every one Friday, because uh, there's some scary things in the uh, animal world today. Yeah, there is. Good. Well, cicadas are kind of freaky looking anyway, so... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Terrifying. You're giving me nightmares. You're giving me nightmares before the day has even begun. <laughs> well, 
Well, and I'll post these stories onto our Facebook page so you can see the cicadas that are infected with this fungus. But, uh, you know, the, the world just keeps getting weirder, and this Animal Tales goes to show it. But, folks, that does it for this installment of Animal Tales. When we come back, we have a segment called Modern Problems Get Modern Solutions. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back in a few. To join the conversation, call 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Now, back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Wednesday, August 5th. Now, if you missed a portion of the show or you want to catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to americamatters.us, click on the shows and podcast link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video or you can get audio or head over to wherever you get podcast, whether it's Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, about 20 in all. While you're there, be sure to subscribe so you have the latest episode always. Leave a review, let us know what you think, and tell your friends because... Sharing is caring. Now, in this segment, uh, thinking a lot about uh, you know what's going on with uh, coronavirus and and the state of closures and reopenings. You said the word. I did. I did. I didn't know if you had the soundbite ready. <laughs> oh, I do. Oh, okay. It's just delaying. <laughs> I guess what, bitch? <laughs> coronavirus. <laughs> was talking with one of our other show hosts. He's an attorney talking about, uh, you know, he does a lot of personal injury stuff. And obviously with nobody going out, there's not a lot of personal injuries. And so, you know, pivoting business and and finding solutions for problems. So I came across a list of, uh, you know, basically modern problems require modern solutions. And these are people who have taken an idea and sort of expanded it, gone further with it. And, uh, you know, if, if you're looking to pivot in your life, uh, maybe these will give you a little bit of an idea or at least inspire you to, uh, to, to make that change. So, for instance, Japan, uh, I, I tell you, once words or twice, are hard. Once <laughs> or twice a week. Hey, 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 I, <laughs> word, words are words are difficult, but uh, some just sometimes, man, because you're very articulate and smart and sometimes you get jumbled because you talk yeah, a lot like yeah. Me. yeah the problem is my brain is moving faster than my mouth is and sometimes those don't mix up very well but <laughs> we'll go ahead and, and try and go through with it so back to modern problems modern solutions japanese police shoot paintballs at fleeing vehicles so other police can see the vehicle and identify it later if it gets away the paint is bright orange and difficult to remove that beats the hell out of trying to chase them down endanger any number of people on the street you know trying to do a pit maneuver which can be uh dangerous not only to the people in the vehicle but uh, law enforcement as well that is a brilliant modern solution to a modern problem hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Uh, Speaking of uh, modern solutions to modern problems, here's one that's uh, more on the cultural side. So Iranian chess player Dorsa Dereshani, I hope I said that right. That's a hell of a name. (laughs) If not, you flippoed the hell out of it. Yep. Actually plays for the U.S. team after being banned from playing without a hijab by her own team. 
So she refused to wear the hijab. So you know what? She just moved over to the U.S. team and uh, hopefully is uh, kicking ass in chess. (laughs) Here is a brilliant modern solution to a modern problem. In 2013, a dad in China hired gamers to kill his son in video games so the son would start looking for a job and get a life. Brilliant. Super smart. I mean, we've all we we have all been there where, you know, we get consumed by a video game. Obviously, when we're younger and and, and in our teens. Yeah, we've talked about it in the show that, uh, you know, maybe we wouldn't have uh, spent so much time working. We would have spent more time socializing, just being kids. Well, the way kids socialize these days is video games. And, uh, you know, every once in a while, parents just have to do what's right and kick their ass out of the house, tell them to get a job. And this dad found the perfect solution for that. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. Uh, Here's another one that, uh, again, you know, I love when people think outside of the box. Houston Airport received many complaints about baggage wait times. In response, they moved baggage claim further away so the walk was longer than the wait. Obviously, the number of complaints dropped. So so they didn't do anything about trying to speed up bags or, or, or rush the baggage handlers or, or, or make mistakes. They just made a simple change of moving it further away so that people didn't realize that uh, the wait time was exactly the same. They were just taking a little bit longer to get there. <laughs> oh, it's shorter because it's over here. So just go here and it'll go quicker. Yep. Brilliant. <laughs> Here's one that I always said I would do if, uh, you know, times got really tough. I found myself out on the streets, just needed a, a warm bed, you know, three course, you know, uh, three solid meals a day or health care. I would do what this guy did. A homeless man held up a, and robbed a bank for one dollar, then sat <laughs> down and waited for police to come and arrest him so he could receive health care in prison. Now, I realize a lot of people are like, that's our tax money. But you know what? If you're not feeling good, you got to do what you got to do to survive. Yeah, I always thought like if I got to be homeless, which I don't know how people get that. I really don't. I don't understand it. Um, I get it, I guess, with drugs and alcohol and piss poor choices in life. Um, Luckily, I haven't made too many. (laughs) Or, or, uh, Or mental health. But yeah, but uh, it's uh, what do you got to do to survive? You, you know, you go in, steal food, and uh, if you get busted, what's worse that's going to happen? Uh, or I don't know if I'd rob the bank, but uh, you get caught stealing uh, eh, the night in the pokey. <laughs> See? Well, you, You'll never take me alive, kappa. When it comes to jail or prison, you got to be careful with the term pokey. While you are getting uh, three meals, a roof over your head, and health care, just got to make sure you don't drop the soap. Yeah. Well, maybe they they like that. You never know. They might be be lacking in that department, and it just whatever happens hey, happens for them. There you go. All right, Tony. This one I think is for you. Interstate seventy in Colorado. Now, is that a interstate that runs north to south or east to west? East to west. Okay. Does it run uh, through Denver or uh, up north where you're at in Fort Collins? Denver. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, it's down, down, down yonder. Gotcha. Well, here is a modern solution to a modern problem that makes a lot of sense. So, Interstate 70 in Colorado has a mile marker 419.99 since mile marker 420 kept getting stolen. 
that makes sense. Uh, we are in the mile high state. There's a lot of people that like to get a mile high. So they're going to naturally take that cool side, man. Hey, man, I was on I-70, man. <laughs> yeah, I totally took the marker, dude. <laughs> hey, whoa, man, this is 419.99, man. <laughs> you know what's funny is it's so stereotypical. Most people are not like that when right. they're... Uh, partaking in the mary jane just it's just kind of funny how like movies have made you know has kind of stereotyped that yeah that you, way so you can thank ching Chin chong for uh, most of those yeah. stereotypes <laughs> yeah, yeah my friend <laughs> all right this next modern solution for a modern problem uh goes back to when everybody was hoarding hand sanitizer you know, for some reason, that was the hottest commodity when this whole coronavirus thing came out. Well, a Danish supermarket stopped uh, sanitizer hoarding. They charged $6 for the first bottle and $150 for each one <laughs> after that. Again, brilliant. That's that's a brilliant idea. That's going to stop that big time. <laughs> so what you do is you buy the one. You can get around this. You buy the one. Go away, come back, buy another one, go away. Hopefully, if it's a small market, you're screwed. You're right, going to right. notice that. But, or get uh, the members of your family to go in it. Yeah, times. yeah, absolutely. Now, it's so weird because sanitizer, like at where I work, obviously, you we're getting so much of it now. It's different brands, and it's it's great. But our problem is the is the freaking Clorox wipes. Yep. And I just got a, a text this morning saying Clorox wipes – are not expected to be fully like in production and available till sometime in 2021. Wow. So it's just nuts. It's crazy. So Get them while don't you can. go hoard it. But when you see it, even if you not necessarily need it, need it now, you might want to get it just in case. So it's okay to pick I feel up. for like the daycares of the world and people right. that need to use it on a consistent basis. Yeah. It's okay to pick up an extra one every now and then just don't buy them all. Yeah. Don't hoard them. Yep. All right, this next one goes back to airports, and uh, while they talk about kilograms here, to equate it to the U.S., you know, most airlines have a 50-pound weight limit for luggage. Well, an airline tells a lady that her luggage is two, gr- til- two blah, I'm telling you, words are hard, two kilograms, cheese. <laughs> two <laughs> kilograms over the weight limit, so she proceeds to wear 2.5 kilograms worth of the clothes that were in it. And there's a great picture of her wearing multiple pairs of shorts. And she basically looked like uh, Joey did in that episode of Friends where she, he was wearing uh, all of Chandler's clothes. That's awesome. Uh, that I'm surprised it didn't take place in Reno because that's when I left with those ginormous suitcases this last trip home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, go back, I was overweight. And the lady, like, I'm not overweight, but my bag was overweight. And the lady's like, just take out a pair of jeans, take out some socks. You should be fine. Took like two pieces of clothing, shifted it to my backpack and all was well in the world. (laughs) Well, folks, before we head into our long break, we hope you stick with us for the second hour, but to close out modern solutions for modern problems, I wouldn't be surprised if this took place in Reno. 
An Australian meth addict dresses up as a cop and raids another drug user's home. Hey, uh, you, you guys got any of that stuff here? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a cop. You have the right to remain silent. <laughs> All right, folks, we're headed in the long break. Stick with us for about seven minutes, and we'll see you on the other side. Fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. my hands of this weirdness. And welcome back, folks, to the second hour of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Wednesday, August 5th. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. Still here with my co-host, Tony Sanfilippo. Tony, into this second hour, how you holding up so far? man this is good like i hope that work later after the show goes this fast because it is flying we, we don't have a sound like that <laughs> <laughs> we were even saying that uh, you know that seven minute break that we have between the first hour and the second hour you blink and it disappears we're already back at the show it's yeah. it's crazy i've been telling chris this off-air story since the beginning of the show and i'm still not done talking about it <laughs> Poor Chris just has to listen back and just, okay. Yeah, I get it in little uh, three-minute snippets, but... Uh, yeah, absolutely. It's like a Quibi version. There you Quibi, go. You get, the, you get the Quibi version of that crap. <laughs> I'm holding up good, my friend. How are you holding up? I'm good. I'm good. I'm feeling good. I'm. We've got some great topics. It's just a good Wednesday. Now, I did want to remind everybody that we will be out tomorrow running a best of. So, uh, you know, you can obviously feel free to listen uh, to one of our older shows, but we will be back on Friday with a brand new episode. Tony's got a doctor's appointment that he can't miss. So, you know what? Uh, We accommodate him. Yes. We are ready for fun we're ready for fun all right uh this is the interactive portion of the show we want to hear from you guys the listeners and the watchers of course you can always chime in on our facebook page or we prefer just because it is mostly radio so there is an audio element to it that you give us a call 844-790-TALK that's 844-790-8255 toll free from anywhere in the world even if you are I don't know. What have we talked about that's something across the world? Uh, uh, Australian meth addict who is oh, dressed yes, up as a cop. Oh, yes, right. You can call in. Good It'll day, be on Mike. our dime. The subject today are items that you wish you still had, or I think more succinctly, items that you regret getting rid of. And so, uh, again, at the end of this segment, we'll open it up to you guys at 844-790-TALK, 844-790-8255. This topic stems from uh, the regret that comes to me 
once every couple months. Now, uh, Tony, you will remember this quite well. The very first car that I bought with my own money, my own hard-earned money, I wanted something that was cool, something that was different. So for about $5,000, I had my driver's license at that point, had the family car I was driving, but I ended up buying a 1991 Pontiac Firebird Trans Am GTA, which was a sort of a special edition 6.2 liter engine. I mean, that thing roared. It was a beautiful metallic blue, uh, even uh, with the help of our friend's dad, Mark, and uh, Robin listens to uh, the show every once in a while. Mark helped build a, uh, a stereo setup for it. It was a badass car. Would you agree, Tone? Oh, hell yeah. That was Hmm. That was a lot of fun, man. Going up to Reno with you in that thing, cruising down uh, the old Washoe Valley through that. Yeah, that thing was awesome. Oh, I had the T-tops. There was even one point where I drove over something in the road and it punched a hole (laughs) into my exhaust pipe. Let's just say when I was, I, yeah, I was when passenger I, to that one with you. Yep. Yep. Let's just <laughs> say that uh, when I had to get up extra early in the morning to go to a jazz band before school, I woke the whole neighborhood up. I mean, that that <laughs> engine just roared. But, uh, you know, gas prices started going up. I thought it was the uh, uh, wise thing to trade it in, get something a little more reliable fuel efficient and i ended up selling that car and uh once every couple months it comes back that you know what i i should have just held on to it i should have just put it away paid for storage fees whatever it is just to have it in this day and age and uh, especially around here where we have hot august nights that would have been a fun car but uh, that for me is the thing that i wish i still had that i regret giving away Uh, what about you tone anything in particular come to mind well, there's a couple of things. There's a couple of definitely things I uh, wish I didn't do, but that's not the topic. Uh, <laughs> well, let, let's, you know, let's start uh, with just the one, the one big one. The one big one. Um, I never had quite a super nice car. Oh, I'll, I'll stick with the car then too, since okay. that's been our off-topic conversation. Because I was thinking like as a kid, I still wish I had my Ninja Turtles, maybe I, but they were all open and beat up. <laughs> and folks, uh, when you but, call uh, in, it doesn't have to be a car. It could be something of sentimental value, could be something of actual value, but uh, we just happen to be talking about cars in our cases. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, if no one chimes in later, I thought of, God, I haven't even said what my first one is. Uh, my, uh, I'll just go with what this is because I didn't really overthink the topic, but. Uh, I had a Toyota Tacoma uh, that was that was great. Well, it meant a lot to me because when I was going through divorce, uh, I had to meet the ex-wife down at the Toyota dealership to sign off. We we owned a Prius together. Yeah, I owned a Prius, um, and I had to sign my name off. But at the same time, we had this uh, SUV. It was a Kia Sorento. We only had it for a year, and. Uh, I hated it because that was supposed to be the family vehicle. And then when you're going through divorce, like I was disappointed, hurt, frustrated, whatever. And uh, when I traded it, I, 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 one time in life, I was super early to something. I got there early and she wasn't there yet. I traded in the Kia for a Toyota Tacoma and I didn't care what the terms were, what the deal was. <laughs> I just bought the, the damn thing. And she, when she showed up, she thought I was there just to sign off the Prius. Now I did, but she had to sign off on the trade. 
of the Kia for the Tacoma, she was pissed. So I got to dig it one last time. My buddy in heaven, Jeff, at the time, he said he was so proud of me. Like, he couldn't believe I did that. Um, but I had this Tacoma, and it was awesome. Lovely truck. Had a lot of fun with it. Had it for about two years. Unfortunately, got into a wreck, and uh, it got totaled out. And I didn't get back into another one because at the time, it was a really expensive car payment, man. It was it was up there. And it was like it was the divorce thing. Like, I didn't care at the time. But when you got back to normal state of mind, like wasn't the best financial move. Uh, but I really, to this day, this is what we've been talk- talking off air has been uh, Tacoma or Forerunner. I've been bouncing it off his head. So obviously I want to go back to something like that. So I would say that is something obviously I miss if that's what I'm considering doing again. So. And I'd say that certainly counts. Now, folks, we're going to open up the phone lines to you again. That number 844-790-TALK, 844 uh, 8255. Almost forgot those numbers for a second. No, you didn't. Of an item that you wish you still had that you regret getting rid of. We all have it. So give us a call right now. Folks, when we come back, we will turn it over to you guys and uh, hopefully we'll see those phone lines light up. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back in a few. Are you shy and don't want to talk on the air? Text us your questions or comments to 775-237-2266. Now back to the show. Now back to the show indeed. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Wednesday, August 5th. Now uh, we are in the middle of our call-in topic. The topic today is something you wish you still had or regret getting rid of. Give us a call right now, 844-790-TALK, 844-790-8255, or always feel free to chime in on our Facebook page. Now, with that being said, we do have a caller on the line, so let's go ahead and go to that caller. Hi, who are we speaking with? Hello, this is Tim. Hey, Tim. How's it going? Hi, Tim. It's going pretty good. Star of Yellowstone, Tim. <laughs> the, the one you have no Emmy nominations yet, Joe Exotic does. <laughs> they're they're uh, filming right now in town too, so it's I'm gonna sure I'm sure I'll be in another episode because they just announced uh, last week that they're filming 100 percent of the this coming up season in my town. Oh, very and cool. Usually it was like 30 percent, but since the virus hit, they're gonna do it all here since we're in a small town. Very cool. So that's oh, that's awesome. Keep us posted. Yeah. Yep. And that's that's sure super will. cool. Tony attempted to be in a Hallmark movie with uh, Mario Lopez and Melissa Joan Hart while he was out here. But uh, that I did. Gee, that would have been sweet. <laughs> I, I, fa- I failed miserably. I did locate the set and everything, but I never caught them at the same time there. So, uh, <laughs> but, yeah, but we digress. We are on the subject of uh, items you wish you still had or regret mm-hmm. getting rid of. Tim, what's your pick? So many, many things, but I've been fortunate enough to rebuy most of the things I can remember getting rid of. I've done that too. Yep. (laughs) So I have plenty of those. So the one thing I was, I thought of this last night when I saw the topic for today, and it's going to be the same as you you guys. It's it's a vehicle. Interesting. All right. Because in the uh, 80s and early 90s, now it wasn't my car yet. It was my dad's car. Okay. 
but he told me that he was going to give it to me when I turned 15. So what happens before I turned 15? He's parked behind a semi-truck. No. And the semi-truck didn't see him and backed up over the uh, hood and smashed the engine in. Oh. Yeah, and that car was a Porsche 944. Oh. That just hurts <laughs> hurts my heart. Oh. Yeah. So it killed me because he told me he was going to be mine. Not my brother. My brother's older than me, so I don't know why he wasn't. <laughs> maybe he didn't like sports cars. I don't know. Or he trusted he you more me. with it. Maybe. He did give me the car that he replaced. It. He got a GMC Jimmy as a replacement, which is a fine, you know, SUV. It's okay, I got that. but it's yeah, no it's Porsche 944. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, and we were friends. We were friends with the semi truck driver who did it. And he felt just devastated that he did it, and Dad tried to fix it and all, but it just, just financially, I don't think it's going to be worth it. Yeah, it's not an inexpensive repair. Now down the road, have you considered purchasing a nine forty four that was re- reminiscent of it, or? You know me too well. I am going to be saving after my upcoming Reno trip for the same exact car for a YouTube video that I'll make. Hey, I, I don't judge at all. And in fact, uh, I, I probably do the same thing. <laughs> now, if, That's awesome. if I can fit it, if I can fit it, I'm six foot four. So if I can fit it, I'm going to get it. If not, I don't know what I'm going to do. Ooh, you may have to do some uh, cost, custom modifications to the driver's seat. See, to, the thing is, there, there's actually a small back seat to it. So I'm thinking as long as I can recline all the way back, I should be able to fit it. Well, let's so, face I don't it. Know. Just like my Firebird, <laughs> the back seat is more for appearance than actual functionality. Yep. You would have had to be an amputee or a circus performer to fit in the back. So, <laughs> yo, well, man, yeah, kids, that was a yeah. Uh... My, <laughs> my dad took us, drove us from Reno to Disneyland in his Porsche, and Ooh. there's you know my brother and I were in the back. Of course, we weren't super old, probably maybe ten and twelve, maybe. But still, it was pretty cramped. I don't know why we didn't take Mom's car. I think Dad just wanted to show off the car. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> well, Tim, as always, we thank you for calling in, pitching in, and then uh, obviously you're going to be out here in Reno in uh, a couple weeks, and uh, we'll yeah. have you here in the studio, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll figure out some uh, Tim-specific subjects to cover. <laughs> Absolutely, I'm looking forward to it, guys. Awesome, appreciate it, Tim. We'll talk to you soon. Bye, yep. Tim. Bye. All right, uh, that was frequent contributor Tim. We're looking forward to having him in the studio. But, uh, folks, there is still time for you to call in with an item that you wish you still had or regret giving up at 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Now, as we're waiting for more calls, the other thing, not car-related, actually more toy-related. You know, I'm I'm a collector. As you can see behind Tony, he's a collector as well. It's one of those things that if I could go back in time and tell my parents, okay, when you buy a toy for your son, me, make sure you buy one for him to play with and one to put away into storage and save for later because they will be worth a few bucks. Um, I was a huge collector of Transformers. I loved the Transformers line, G1. You know, and then as you get a little bit older, they end up in a garage sale or over in Goodwill or, you know, you think you're just too old for them and, and, you know, whatever it may be. 
And then, of course, you know, when you get to this age and realize that they fetch pretty petty, um, you know, you, you kind of want to go back and either recollect them or, or find a great deal or somehow stumble across them. Maybe your parents accidentally put them away somewhere and, and didn't realize. But uh, those are certainly something that I would regret getting rid of. Uh, Tony, anything else on your end? Yeah, you know. Uh, a lot of those things goes just like you said, uh, with toys. Um, I really wish I still had, um, like my, even though I have the classic minis of the NES and the super Nintendo, uh, I really wish I held on to my original stuff, you know, like, uh, for example, like for duck hunt, you can't do duck hunt, uh, on the mini cause there's no zapper or anything. Right. Um, and you can play the emulated stuff, but that, uh, it just kind of still be cool to have that little bit of your childhood and, uh, I'm with you. I wish you could go back in time and tell your younger self, uh, you know, don't, uh, don't, don't open some of that stuff or you're the smart parent now Buy two. So, right. And it's funny because nowadays, you know, I, I've got kids and I, and I think about that every once in a while, but then I think back, it's, you know, everything is so overly mass produced that I don't think that the toys of today will be worth 20, 30 years down the line, what toys from 30 years ago are worth now. So you know, I always struggle with that a little bit. But I, you know, I tell my boys, you know, take good care of your toys and uh, don't get rid of them unless you're absolutely sure you want to. Yeah, the only way you're getting uh, stuff that's going to be worth something is uh, like Comic-Con exclusives or con exclusives, anything like that now. Yeah, things- limited run stuff. That's exactly. just only going to be around for a little run and then that's it. It's it's kind of like pop figures, even though there's a bazillion pop figures out there, they're they're only produced for so long. So, yeah, you know, and they the companies do that on purpose these days, obviously, to to try and drive a little exclusivity and uh, let these things retain their value. But, you know, just the more common things, you know, not so much. Uh, the other thing sort of along those lines that I wish I'd held on to is, you know, after my toy phase, Transformers, uh, I got big into collecting comic books. And, you know, not just the modern comic books of the early 90s that, again, were mass produced and they had a thousand versions of number one, whatever. But I also like collecting older comics and uh, somewhere down the line, sold those either needed the money whatever it was i wish i still had them but i don't yeah you had a lot of them too you had a ton i had a ton of comics but uh you know that that's the way life goes you know well folks that does it for our call-in topic today tim we appreciate you calling in as always and folks you can always Leave your answer on the Phoenix line after the fact if you're watching this in replay. Now, when we come back, we are going to be talking a segment called Rate My Professor. Schools are getting ready to go back in session. So came up with a list of uh, some more humorous reviews of people's teachers. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back in a few. Want to expand your advertising dollar? Sponsor this or any America Matters program by calling 775-827-8900, extension 2. Now, back to the show. And we are back. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Wednesday, August 5th. 
Now, we have a thing called the Phoenix Line. It is a 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line, giving you guys, the listeners and viewers, an opportunity to call in on any subject. Maybe you're catching our show and rebroadcast and want to chime in on an item that uh, you regret getting rid of, wish you still had. Or, you know what, you can tell us if we're wrong about something. You know, we do this day in history at uh, every show and, you know, pretty much only read the headlines, don't delve quite into uh, the stories themselves. So maybe you want to chime in on something along those lines. Well, that number, if you do want to give us a call, is 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973 for the alphanumerically impaired. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining. We will compile those together and put them out in a future show. Now, in this next segment, uh, you know, schools are, are, are starting to begin again some capacity some kids are going back into school others are doing the distance learning thing some are doing a hybrid of that and uh, came across a list of uh, rate my professor you know professor reviews you know obviously when you're in college you get the opportunity to uh, provide unsolicited feedback about uh, how the class went and usually remain anonymous. And so I came across some funny ones. Obviously, that's more towards the end of the school year. But just with school being back in session, I figured this would be a a good topic. Now, Tony, uh, I know you did a a little, um, uh, you know, was it uh, community college or, or whatever it was? Did you ever have to fill out a... <laughs> yeah, uh, it was community college. I, I wanted to say a JV school, but uh, <laughs> community college. Just yeah, it was mine as well. It wasn't a big university. Yeah. I went to WNCC. <laughs> I was trying to, uh, 20 years ago, I tried to go be a journalist and I needed a science credit to get into UNR. And so I had to take a biology course. I needed a, I think it was science and an elective. So I had to do that. And then I took acoustic guitar for my second class. My grandma was pissed that I took that class. (laughs) I went to college to go play guitar. And she was, she's just like, why would you do that? You will never, you go, no, go nowhere with that. You go be computer guy. And how are my grandma was Filipino, by the way. So how are those guitar skills these days? rusty and not that great obviously i didn't put them to much use so uh <laughs> you know i learned a couple of songs and uh, it's just one of those if you don't play every day and you don't keep them fresh then if you, you don't know, use it, it you lose it absolutely and uh i'm about as good as bill and ted were so <laughs> now excellent now do you recall having to uh, fill out a rate my professor or any sort of uh, anonymous survey at the end of your um classes no no i would have given him two thumbs down because he talked like mr Mackey. this is all i heard all the time okay all right today we're gonna learn about this okay and then okay that's literally i had jenny <laughs> wink uh ryan's sister was uh in that class with me i don't remember the professor's name but i swear he was mr Mackey from south park that's hilarious well uh it would have been interesting to see uh what you had filled out of course, you don't want to be the professor who receives this review. It says, I never wore my seatbelt while driving to school because I wanted to die before making it to his class. Wow. Oof. At that point, That's just bad. drop the class. Yeah, at that point, get out, man. Get out. <laughs> Here's one that's not even related to the class. Person writes in, my dad was a professor retired a few years ago. He only had ever one bad review 
and he thought it was hilarious. The person put, son of a bitch ate the last chicken nugget in the dining hall. Great professor, but the theft of that nugget is a sin I cannot forgive. <laughs> hey, you don't mess with the man and his nuggies. Or girl and her nuggies. Right. Or. <laughs> Have you seen that uh, Baby Yoda t-shirt? Get yeah. In, get in with nuggies. nuggies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, more bad reviews are just, you know, rate my professor reviews that are uh, somewhat chuckle worthy. Person writes, my very first comment was, in all caps, don't take her. All she ever does is talk about witches and fairy tales and then throws the assignment at you, expecting you to know everything. You know, I think I've been in that class before. Maybe not the witches and fairy tales, but I've taken classes where they go off on some random tangent and then all of a sudden the test pops up and there's things they never, ever covered. Right. That was definitely not one. (laughs) here's one uh there have been some fun ones but this one from back in the early 2000s always stuck out to me the person wrote i hope you get the bird flu and die however before you die you understand that you gave it to your wife and family and they all die and then you die with the knowledge that you killed them again just drop the class is that jay from jay and silent bob (laughs) like when he found out he had all those haters on moviepoopshoot.com yeah, I said movie. <laughs> That's what that reminded me of. Wow, he was, what a hateful little turd. Yeah, yeah. Well, and the problem is that they're anonymous, so there's no way of knowing who actually filled. Now, if you did a little research, I'm sure you could figure out who it was, but I don't know. I don't know. All right, uh, there's this uh, one. Person writes, the funniest review was from an organ performance major. I don't know what an organ performance major is. Wow. Uh, he said that I was, quote, the only instructor who could effectively teach organ technique and the performance of literature in the studio while si- sim- simultaneously correcting a wrong note he heard coming from the piano major across the hall in a practice room. So I guess they mean like a organ that like the Phantom of the Opera would play. But uh, that is skill. That's multitasking where uh, you could be listening to one thing and pick out something that's wrong across the other side of the room. Yeah, it's uh, real simple. I mean, geez. <laughs> Here's a review that's a uh, backhanded compliment. It says, this teacher is so cool. I can't believe she's as old as she is. Ouch. Ouch. You know, you can be older and still be cool. I mean, come yeah. on. That's just rude. I know lots of cool old people. Yeah. <laughs> We're a couple of cool old people. Uh, here's one. Again, probably anonymous, but uh, if you get it this way, you know that there's probably something wrong with your technique. It says uh, it's two words long. Simply said the devil. And they got that review twice. Ooh. That uh, is a bad teacher. Must be super mean or mean professor. So <laughs> doing something to earn that, uh, that wonderful stuff there. So Tim chimed in, uh, organ performance major. I knew a few of those uh, <laughs> in college. He was, going, <laughs> he, he was going the dirty route that uh, my brain was starting to go as well. All right. Uh, moving on with... Rate my professor reviews, obviously celebrating that school is soon to be back in session. Here's a not-so-festive review. The review simply said, he may look like Santa, but he sure ain't jolly. 
<laughs> oh, that's another crabby uh, Appleton. <laughs> that's for sure. You know, like just uh, you ain't jolly, and you look like Santa. You're just you're just a grumpy old dude, I guess. Yeah. Ooh, speaking of grumpy old dudes, um, I have to uh, censor this a little bit, but it says uh, I teach an astronomy summer class to undergrads. The only review I got said that I was a quote dried up old D liquor. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, again, just like the Internet and the trolls on the Internet, anonymity is the sort of the bane of our existence in some cases. Yeah, it's. Uh, wow. <laughs> I'm at a loss for words there, my friend. Or I am. <laughs> especially if you had to censor i would have liked to hear the uh uncensored version unfortunately the fcc will not allow me to do that so you do what you do yeah you gotta you gotta make it work <laughs> here's one uh person says apparently one of my students thinks i am no fun they said quote does einstein's theory of relatively explain why time flies when you are having fun but when you're listening to dr mandana it falls out of the sky dead Hey, that was at least a clever review ripping on the person. Yeah, that's a smart one. Like, it's a good good review, but it's a nice little dig. And those kinds of reviews are kind of funny. <laughs> as long as you know what's going on in it, it's nice. Yeah. Here's one that uh, says, For some reason, a few students came up with some inside joke that my dad, a sculpture professor, professor is obsessed with eating hard-boiled eggs during class. They all gave him five-star reviews, but wrote about his, quote, weird obsession. He thinks it's hilarious, and he says that the new students still ask about it every year at the beginning of class. Um, I don't know if I'd want my professor eating hard-boiled eggs during class. You know, they, yeah. They're not exactly the most uh, appealing to the nose. No, they've got a little pungent smell to them, and I'm just... I couldn't imagine, you know, it's just they're like talking and taking a chomp and you're smelling it. And what if like the yolk is everywhere? Yeah. <laughs> uh, just on a weird side tangent, uh, we've talked about the, the movie before, but in Practical Jokers on True TV, there is a, uh, a punishment where one of the jokers, Joe, has to go into a meeting that's being held, a corporate meeting, <laughs> and find all of the hard-boiled eggs, peel them, and eat them there. Uh, one of the funniest bits there is. But again, I digress. Finally, let's go ahead. By the way, great show. Oh, it's so much fun. Love, I love and that. practical jokes. I love that show. But uh, let's go ahead and close out this Rate My Professor segment with this one. It says, I like reading random ones because it really paints a picture of the person who wrote it. Quote, worst professor ever. We had homework every week. And uh, don't take her classes. She makes you read the book to understand the material. Like they all got, uh, like they got all the way through college and then were surprised that they actually had to do work to pass their classes. Um I mean, it pretty much goes without saying that, uh, you know, there are shortcuts you can take. Cliff Notes was a, a very popular one. But for the most part, you got to expect to do some homework. You got to expect to do some reading. And uh, folks, if you are headed back to school, just take those words of wisdom to heart. Yep. Just be nice and then uh, leave a fun review. It's more fun to take the fun digs right. than the mean dig. And that's the thing. If you are going to take a dig be witty about it but folks yeah. that does it for this segment we are headed into our final segment of the show 
It's this day in history. You won't want to miss it. And we will be right back. Unable to listen to the whole show? A recording of today's program will be available later today. Visit americamatters.us and click on the podcast link. Now, back to the show. Well, folks, you did it. Give yourself a pat on the back. Give yourself a gold star. We have made it to the end of this episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Wednesday, August 5th, but not before we have one final segment. Now, if you missed a portion of the show or you want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to americamatters.us, click on the shows and podcast link, Scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video or audio or head over to wherever you get podcasts, whether it's Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, Doozer, Dozer, Deezer, Geezer, Gozer. Are you a god? You always say yes. Yes, I am. <laughs> While you're <laughs> there, be sure to subscribe. That way you always have the latest episode. Leave a review so we know what you think. And as always, tell your friends because why tone? Sharing is caring, kitties. Well, as I mentioned, it is the final segment of the show. Something we do each and every day, even though Ryan is not here. He is out on a job. I'm going to go ahead and take us through this day in history. Crossing the globe for the stories that turn the world on its head. It's this day in history with your correspondent on the beat, Ryan Wink. I don't know about you, Tone, but I like learning some of this, uh, you know, this day in history things, you know, things that you, you sort of either take for granted or, or you never re- really heard about before. Yeah, I know. I like the segment a lot for those reasons. Sometimes I'm lost because I'm like, I don't remember that, but okay. <laughs> Obviously, but that's why we're here is to tell you what happened on this day in history. Well, here's one you'll remember from the movies, even though uh, apparently the movie took quite a few liberties. This day in 1305, William Wallace, who led Scottish resistance to England, is captured by the English near Glasgow and transported to London for trial and execution. And apparently one of the um, things that they underplayed in the movie was his execution. Apparently in real life, it was far more gruesome than uh, what they portrayed. Ooh, that's crazy. And the movie we're talking about is Braveheart uh, with Mel Gibson. No, you know, I, I haven't seen Braveheart in so long. It was such a good movie though. It is a good movie. So not, not factually accurate, but good storytelling. Loosely based on it. Yeah. All right. Moving on this day in 1435, the battle of Ponza, King Alfonso Ribeiro of Aragon. Oh no, I misspelled that. Uh, I mispronounced it. Alfonso V of Aragon is captured by Genuizen. Don't know where Genoa is. Don't know where Aragon it's, it's is. Down by Bel- it's down by Bel Air. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to get the Alfonso Ribeiro thing in. Yeah, yeah, it's where I tied. Now I just picture Carlton this whole time. <laughs> Doing the Carlton? I can't do the dance. I can't either. I can just do the hand thing. So there you go. Here's one that I have a good chance of Filippoing this day in 1716 the Battle of Petro Varadin, Peter Vardine. Habsburg under greatest battle no one ever heard of. <laughs> Habsburg under Eugene of Savoy defeats the Turks in a deci- 
decisive victory. Again, don't know any of the things surrounding it. Just a lot of fun words to say. Let's go, bub. Though I'm sure it wasn't fun for them. So, No, no. Definitely a brawl. Time to brawl. It's a great battle. All right. Speaking of, <sighs> speaking of battles, battle. this day in 1812, Tony, does that uh, year ring any sort of bells? 1812? Yeah, eight, 1812. You know, 100 years before the Titanic sank, the uh, that time I had a, a drunken night with uh, that one lady down yonder <laughs> in, in your, time travel time travel yeah you oh, know i got in the phone booth and uh, pit stopped in 1812 it was an excellent time well uh also in 1812 well this day in history was the start of the war of 1812 a uh, tech native american force ambushes thomas van horn's 200 americans at brownstone creek causing them to flee and retreat okay <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a big history buff. I don't know. That's all right. The War of 1812. I and I'm definitely no pun master like Ryan. I it's tough. <laughs> Here's something that uh, we sort of mentioned. I think a couple days ago. Don't know if it was a future attempt. I forget what year it fell into. But uh, this day in 1858, the first transatlantic telegraph cable lands at Trinity Bay in Newfoundland, spearheaded by Cyrus Westfield and will fail after three weeks. So uh, that is a colossal failure of running cable, basically 1,600 miles between Europe and Canada. Too bad. (laughs) Too bad, so sad. All right, uh, here's the start of an icon this day in 1884. The cornerstone for the Statue of Liberty is laid on Bedloe's Island. And obviously, uh, you know, from there they build up the Statue of Liberty and later on was used by the Ghostbusters to defeat Vigo in a decisive victory. Yes, it was the great, the great battle of 92. The epic, (laughs) the epic save New York battle of 92 there. Exactly. All right, moving on this day in 1918, World War I, the last German air raid on England occurs with four Zeppelin airships dropping bombs in the Midlands and Northeast England. And uh, again, it still would have been so weird to see Zeppelin zipping around the skies. It would have been way weird to see those. Now, it's crazy that they existed, but... uh... Yeah, not I'm so sure much they anymore. They still exist, but you don't see them. So. Yeah, thanks to the Hindenburg. Yeah, no more. All right. Uh, this guy was David Blaine before David Blaine was David Blaine. This day in 1926, Henry Houdini stays in a coffin underwater for an hour and a half before escaping. That's that's crazy. How you you imagine like back then, like how somebody was able to use the illusion and, and magic, uh, you know, all that stuff back then. I know. Well, to do something as crazy as that. Yeah. I mean, he was mostly known as an escape artist, and I think he even died at the hands of one of his tricks, but uh, definitely not that one. But, uh, yeah, an hour and a half in a coffin underwater. Very impressive. That is nuts. All right. This day in 1932, before he was part of... Bonnie and Clyde, Clyde Barrow and two associates kill Sheriff C.J. Maxwell and his deputy Eugene C. Moore the first time the Barrow gang kills a lawman. 
And obviously they went on to be notorious killers and bank robbers and uh, were gunned down um, by said law people. And uh, yeah, one of the, the, the greatest gangster stories in American history. Yeah, that's that is nuts. Like the old tale of Bonnie and Clyde. Mm-hmm. And uh, a couple good movies to come uh, out of that story as well. Yeah, definitely. Now, a lot of songs, a lot of stories, all kinds of stuff. <laughs> you, you know, that happy musical, Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah, you know, I think it's uh, there's an Eminem song about it, and then there's a Taylor Swift song about oh. it. <laughs> all right. So uh, pick your pick. Film history, this day in 1953, From Here to Eternity, based on a book by James Jones, directed by Fred Zinnerman, and starring Burt Lancaster, Montgomery Clift, and Frank Sinatra, is released, and it won the Academy Award for Best Picture the following year. Yay! From here to eternity! I I think that was their lead song, right? Yeah, that was the intro. We're going to win an Academy Award today. All right, moving on. Uh, sad day in 1966. Martin Luther King Jr. was stoned during a Chicago march. And not stoned high, but somebody threw stones at him. Oh, yeah. Back then, getting stoned was a whole other meaning. That for sure. That it was. Uh, here's one you'll appreciate, Tony. This day in 1967, the first exhibition after the AFL-NFL merger is the Denver Broncos. Surprised the Detroit Lions 13 to 7 at the University of Denver. Yeah, back in the day, in the early days, uh, playing at the old UD. But yeah. uh, that's awesome news. Broncos made this day in history. That's awesome. Yeah, we're big Broncos fans. We're looking forward to the football season as long as it actually takes place. We'll see. We'll see. I hope so. I uh, hope so. The news keeps getting weirder and weirder coming out of uh, the NFL, but we'll see. All right, this day in 1975, Stevie Wonder signs a $13 million contract with Motown. Hopefully somebody pointed him in the right direction on where to sign on the paperwork. Motown Phil is back again. (laughs) He didn't sing that. That was Boys to Men, but, uh, you know, I I like to see, uh, I like to do that when uh, stupid stuff happens at work. I'm like, well, why didn't you see it? I'm like, Stevie Wonder could have seen that. Right. And you know what? It's not offensive. He's blind. Everybody knows he's blind. And, yeah. And it doesn't. And he still does what he does. Doesn't affect him. Yep. He lives his life. Yep. Uh, and then closing out this day in history, not a huge way to close it out, but this day in 1998, the American spinoff of Whose Line Is It Anyway, starring Ryan Stiles, Colin Mockery, and Wayne Brady, and hosted by Drew Carey, debuts on ABC. I loved the British version of that show. The American version was always funny as well. Just, I mean, great improv. Oh, it was a fantastic show. Wayne, I mean, like having Wayne Brady on there was great. Drew Carey, I loved it. That was a very, very well done show. It was. And then finally, we have holidays for today as we head into the end of the show. Today is National Green Peppers Day. No, thank you. It is International Traffic Light Day. Don't know why that needs to be observed because traffic lights are always observed. At least they should yeah. be. It is National Psychiatric Technician Appreciation Day. That is a mouthful. 
That's and, a huge title. And for those of you going commando, today is National Underwear Day. So just something. Yeah! Oh, <laughs> I don't know. It's just one of the holidays needed to get a yeah today. Yep. There you go. Folks, that does it for today's show. Just a reminder, we are doing a best of tomorrow, but have a brand new show on Friday. Don't miss it. We'll see you guys then. Thank you.